But I'm just so excited this morning to share with you what God has laid on my heart about our best is yet to come. And I know you probably hear that a lot, oh, that you know, this new year is going to be the best and this is the best to come. But I truly believe that God has a plan for Christ Point and for each individual here today that the best, your best, our best is yet to come. I know that the new year brings about a lot of um, resolutions. People decide to lose weight and they decide to get more organized and they decide to do all of these things. But I'm so glad that the first decision and resolution that you made today was to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's so good to be here with you today. If you'll get your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you know it, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, the word that kept resonating in my spirit as I've been studying this, and I just couldn't get past the word new. New. He wants to make new. You know, the Lord is a a God of the new. And I don't want to get ahead of my message, but He makes all things new, the Scripture tells us. He makes the, the, what we were before new. He has created all the old is gone and the new has come. And so we're going to talk just about that today, that our best is yet to come. And we find in our text, in the book of Isaiah, that the children of Israel had been in captivity. They are in captivity. And we find in the 43rd chapter that he is uh, encouraging them. We'll find in verses prior to our text where he talks about fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by name when you walk with the waters I will be with you when you go through the flame it shall not burn you he's encouraging them and he's saying I've not left you but I am here for you but we're going to break it down a little bit today and look at verse 18 it says do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old the first point that I want to look at is putting down the past. Put down the past. It's saying not to dwell in the past, for if we continually look behind us, we cannot go forward. It reminds me of when we're in our car and we have our rear view mirror, which is very important that we look behind us. We have to see behind us occasionally. But if we continually look in the rear view mirror, we will not see where we are going. We cannot dwell in the past. And in the same way, he's saying Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I don't believe that he's saying don't ever remember, because if you remember in the book of Joshua, when they crossed over the Dead Sea, he had them to take 12 stones to remember where the Lord had brought them from. It's important to remember where God has brought you from, and to know that if he did it before, he will do it again. It is very important to remember that, but we can't stay in the past. We have to put down the past because God has a new thing. He has a new thing for us. So the children of Israel, they had had many victories in their past. 
They left Egypt. They conquered the land of Canaan. They survived a split in their country. They crossed the Red Sea and, of course, crossing the Jordan, as I just mentioned. So it was a good thing to remember where God had brought them from. But now he's saying, okay, now you need to not stay there. Don't dwell in the past. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. And if you continually look in your rearview mirror, you won't be able to go forward. So putting down the past, they had all of these victories that came, but now they are in captivity. And as I was saying before, they kind of feel like they've messed up too many times and, and maybe a little discouraged and, and, and just disheartened that, that maybe God is just done. And they, they're at a place that they need encouragement. But he said, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. I will be with you. And in our text it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. God's mercy was abundant towards them, even though they were disobedient time and time again. He protected them, and He shields them, and He forgives them, just like He does for us today. You know, even when we make wrong decisions, we know that He still loves us. We know that He will forgive us, that He will restore us that He will shield us and protect us. He never stops loving us. Sometimes we feel like the children of Israel, that we just feel like maybe we've just done too much and God just cannot forgive us. But we should repent from what we've done if we've sinned and release it because He's going to forgive us and there's no condemnation to the child of God. The Bible says there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. We can lay it down knowing that as we repent of it and release it, he forgives us, and there's no condemnation for you. And for your past victories, we rejoice and we're thankful for what He's done. We don't forget. We remember, but we don't stay and dwell there. So we rejoice, we're thankful, and then we release and move forward. Remembering is good to encourage ourselves and know that if God did it before, He'll do it again. But we are to put down the past and to push forward. What is God wanting to do in your life now? Is what is in the past holding you back. Our Lord is holding out His hand of hope to you, saying, come with me. I have a new thing for you, a new road for you, a new way for you. I want to restore you. He's asking us to put down our past failures. Put down your past failed attempts and your past failed defeats and your disappointments. Put them down for your present situation is not your final destination. Your present situation is not your final destination. Your failures are not final. Not in Him. When we go to Him, He can turn the situation around. He can cause us to walk in a, a new place because He has a new thing for us. If we will set our focus and our eyes upon Him and put down the past and look forward. Present situation is not your final destination. Israel was discouraged. They thought they'd gone too far. They'd rebelled to the point that they would never be delivered again. So that's why they begin to remember the past. And maybe that's us. Sometimes we think of the good old days. And we think, well, you know, there's just, I've just done too much. I don't see how God can, can do anything with me because I've just messed up too much. Are you looking at your life? How do you see your life when you view it? Are you looking at the possibilities? Are you looking at the problems? The possibilities or the problems? Number two, we need to pick up 
the vision. Pick up the vision. If you look, it says, behold, in verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. The old English origin of the word behold is to thoroughly, to hold, to thoroughly hold. Look thoroughly at what he is saying. He wants you to pay attention. Pick up the vision. Don't miss the thing that God is doing right now. In Habakkuk, it says, write the vision and make it plain. You know, a while back I found that if I'm studying and I want to remember what I'm studying, it helps me to read it aloud, write it, and repeat it. Read it aloud, write it, and repeat it. And pretty soon it gets in my spirit. And, and Habakkuk is saying, write the vision, make it, make it plain so that you can run with it. Pick up the vision, look thoroughly, don't just half-heartedly. I don't know if you all have ever done this, but I've had things on my mind and I've read something. And I don't know what I just read, because my mind is somewhere else. I'm thinking about uh, something else I need to do in the day, and I have to go back and purposefully read it again and make myself thoroughly look at it and take vision. And this is what he's saying, behold, he wants your attention. Behold, I will do a new thing. When we see something in the natural, it's a result of light shining on an object. Sometimes in the dark and it's too dark, we'll get under a light so we can see. Because what does the light do? The light shining on the object, our eyes can see the reflected light and it sends a signal to our brain and we become aware of something. And the greater amount of light, I love this, the greater amount of light, the more we will be able to tell what the object is we're seeing. What is the light? The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you want to see the vision that God has for your life, you get in the word of God and you ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate his word and he will do it. When we put the light on it, when we put the truth on it, we will begin to be able to see the vision thoroughly. We will have a better understanding of what he is saying to us when we get the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light, and the Word is a light unto our feet. So just like when we do naturally to be able to see something under the light, we need to get the light that we may pick up the vision. How can we see spiritually? We can anoint our eyes with eye salve, Revelation tells us, cultivating His presence through worship and prayer and obedience, positioning ourselves to see. And stop looking at the wrong things. Start looking at the right things. You know, it all starts sometimes in our thoughts. What are we setting our minds upon? Are we setting our minds upon the light and upon the word? Or are we setting our minds upon the problems and the, the struggles and the distractions of this world? we got to set our mind upon Him. we got to cultivate it through worship and prayer and, and cultivate that presence of the Lord. And he will show us the vision. Look, behold. Stop looking at the wrong things and start looking at the right things. Resisting the distractions. Resisting the distractions. Boy, there's so many distractions that want our attention. So many distractions. And, and we don't even realize it at the time. It's just distracting us. And later we think, boy, an hour's gone by. And I didn't even realize I've been at the computer for an hour. Or I've been sitting here watching, you know, TV for three hours. And, and there's 
you know, to be able to relax occasionally and, and get our mind, you know, just relax is fine. But when we continually are distracted and we aren't setting our mind upon Him, then we aren't really hearing His voice. We aren't really seeing the new thing that He has for our life because we're distracted all the time. So we've got to resist those distractions. We've got to continually look to Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him went to the cross for us because of what He he had His focus forward. Catching the vision. Paying close attention. Number three, paying close attention. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth It shall bud. It shall spring forth. Shall you know it? Shall you know it? Pay close attention. Be attentive fully. Your attention to the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever, when you have little children, sometimes they're constantly tagging, pulling on you, wanting your attention. And yeah, 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 I'm listening. Yeah, but you're not really listening. You're not looking because, you know, you're just not paying attention. But that little child sometimes wants you to stop look down, get in his little eyes, and listen to what they're saying. And the Lord wants our attention like that. He wants us to put aside the distractions, put aside the things that are trying to uh, cause us to be distracted, and put our attention upon him. He said, shall you even know it? Behold, I do a new thing, but shall you know it? Pay close attention, be attentive, ditch the distractions, and draw near to him. The Bible says when you seek Him with all of your heart, when you seek Him with all of your might, when you make Him priority, attentively listening, sitting at His feet, how can we practically sit at the Master's feet is when we get in His Word, when we get on our knees, when we cry out to Him and say, Lord, I desire more of You in the year 2017. I hunger for You. I thirst for you. And he said, if we hunger and we thirst, we shall be healed. If we would just sit at his feet, pay close attention, and listen to what he is trying to speak to us. Turning your eyes back to Jesus. The old song that we sang years ago, look at his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. In Luke, we find the parable of the sower and their seeds being fallen on, you know, good ground and stony ground and thorny ground. And we find that the seed that falls among the thorns is choked because of the cares of this life and the pleasures and the riches of this life. Don't don't miss the new thing that God is wanting to do in your life by allowing all of these things to choke out the seed of His Word, the seed of His voice. To be able to hear Him, we've got to pay close attention. Number four, we need to pursue the paved road. Pursue the paved road. It says, It shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. Now we know the wilderness is neglected or abandoned. It's uncultivated and uninhabited area. It's desolate. But the Lord said, I will even make a road 
in the wilderness. The roads weren't in the desert. There's no roads in the desert. But the Lord said that he would make the roads. That road was made for travel. So that's telling me that he's taking us somewhere. He's going to make a road in the wilderness. The children of Israel had already come through the wilderness, but now they're in another wilderness. They're in captivity. They're fearful, and they're seeing no end in sight. But the Lord said, I've redeemed you. Follow me. I have a new road for you. God is able to transform the desert areas of your life into fields of blessing and abundance. And he can take up a dried up, used up life and transform it into a life of purpose. A life of purpose. I always want my life to be a life of purpose, not just something that, you know, doesn't have any purpose. But God has a purpose for each and every one of you. He has a purpose for this church. And I believe that that purpose is going to be more real to us and than ever before in this year, 2017. And I believe part of our purpose is that we're a light. We are a light in the city of Galena to touch and to reach out to those that are broken, to those that are lost, to those that are hurting, that we can be that beacon of that light, that we can say, let us come and show you the new thing that God is doing, the new thing that he is doing here, not only in our church body, but in each and every one of our people, that he's moving in a mighty way. He's drawing the lost to him. He's healing the sick. It was an impossibility to have a road paved in the wilderness, to have the water in, uh, in the desert. There were rivers in the desert. Number five is preparing for the rain. It was an impossibility for the water to come to the desert. But you know, in your impossibilities, that's when God shows up because he gets all of the glory. When you think that it's just not possible, that you are just dry and you're never going to come out of the situation and that you're overwhelmed, that's when the Lord will step in and he said, prepare for the rain. I'm sending the rain of my spirit. I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to set your feet upon a solid rock, which is me, Christ Jesus. He will send showers in your dry place. He will send rivers that will flow, new springs of fresh water, refreshment for the journey. Sometimes we just need refreshment. And I know in the year coming that the Lord has a lot for us to do, and we're going to need that time of refreshing. We're going to need that water that refreshes us and strengthens us and gives us joy for our journey. And I believe he's doing that for us. Rivers in the desert. But in order for something great to be done for the glory of God, a great contrast has to be made. We have to be at the end of our own resources. At our own resources. When we are weak, he is strong. When we can't do it, he can do it for us because he will receive the glory. His water will refresh us, will make us to never thirst again. If you remember the story of the woman at the well, and she was coming to draw natural water, Jesus said, when you drink of this water, you're going to thirst again. But when you drink of the heavenly water, you will never thirst again. He gives the everlasting water. He gives the water that you will never thirst again, satisfies like none other. And I want to encourage you that this year, Seek that water. Seek Him. Seek His presence. Fall at His feet and He will satisfy. He will bring you joy. He will bring you refreshment. He will bring you to a new thing. 
What impossibility is plaguing you this morning? Bring it to Him. He can do the impossible. He came that we may not only have eternal life, but abundant life. So let's read our text again. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? For I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In conclusion today, I want to say that he's doing a new thing at Christ Point. He's doing a new thing in our church. We need to be ready for the new things that he's bringing to us. We need to be ready for the people that come in our doors that don't know Christ. We need to be able to be ready to reach out to them and to love them and to share with them the gospel because he's doing a new thing at our church. He's going to place people and, and things in order in the way that he has to do what he plans for our church this year. And for you, he's got a new plan, a new road. He's got rivers in your dry place. If we will just reach out to him, it's a new season. Remember the song of Israel, it's a new season, it's a new day. This Refreshing, refreshing coming our way. It's a new season. I'm believing for new excitement and new joy and new encouragement. New rivers and roads and mercies and strength. He's to put it, he's going to put a new song in our heart. He gives us a new nature that we can walk after the spirit and not after the things of this world. A new anointing, a fresh anointing, a new talk and a new walk, a new heart and a new spirit. He makes all things new. I'm asking you this morning, if you've not already, and I know that it's already been brought forth, but surrender your life to Him. How much better would it be than on the first day of the year to say, I'm going to make a new start. I'm going to surrender my life totally and completely unto you without reservation, not just for the moment, not just because it's a resolution, but because I truly want to serve you, Lord. I lay everything down. I surrender everything to you, my life and my will and my all to you. This last week we heard of an unexpected friend in California that I knew as a child, not much older than me, that suddenly was called home shock to us all. But I thought, you know, we never know. We never know when the Lord's going to call our name. And I want to be ready. I want to do all that he's called me to do. I want him to do that new thing in me. I want him to, to use me and to, to use our church to do all that God has for us. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it, so I want to position myself and be prepared for the rain and be prepared for that road that he has for me to walk and to lay down the things of the past that they not hinder and distract me. The, the scripture says laying aside every weight and the sin which does so easily distract us. It just so easily keeps us off course. Lay it down and look to him who is the author of our faith, the finisher of our faith. Life can change in a moment, but let us be obedient. Let us quickly answer His call. Let us follow His presence. Let us follow Him. The best is yet to come when we follow Jesus.